BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. Now. Here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast, Classic Music Reviews, presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox and... I'm riding solo once again, giving the crew a chance to recuperate, get together right after the new year. And if you're listening out there to me, I want to take a chance to wish all the listeners and supporters of The Vault a very happy new year. We made it, y'all. Here in 2021, we survived 2020. I'm so glad that we're here. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice, I'm so glad that you made it here with me as well. We had a great, a big a massive 2020, despite all the challenges that were in front of us. So thank you all once again for making 2020 as good as a year as it possibly could be for me. And I'm just so glad that I'm here and that you're here with me as well. And the crew will be back with me as well for 2021. So we have a big year coming up this year. And of course, you know, our motto here at the Vault Classic Music Reviews is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics or MBTC and Just to let you know, for 2021, we are jam-packed with so many classics that we're going to have to put in overtime to bring as many of them to you as we possibly can here in this year, 2021. So thank you all again. Big up to all the listeners worldwide and stateside that have supported us, and we're looking to reach so many different other places. So please continue to spread the word and keep telling your friends about the Vault Classic Music Reviews as we continue to look back on the music that shaped all of our lives. And today, to start off the year, we have a pretty damn good one. I would say a pretty damn good one. And just to give you an indication, if this is how we're going to start the year off, then boys and girls strap in for the ride. Today, we are going to look back 30 years ago, back to the year of 1991, to January 15th, 1991, and look at Gangstar's second studio album. Step in the Arena on Chrysalis slash EMI Records, recorded at Calipi Productions in New York, New York, Firehouse Studios in Brooklyn, such a sound studio in Brooklyn with a runtime of 50 minutes and 37 seconds. Gangstar, the duo of DJ Premier and the late great Keith Elam, 
You know him better as Guru, Gifted Unlimited Rhymes Universal. Guru passing away in 2010, April 2010. It's been more than a decade now since he's been gone. But this is Gangstar's second album. Their debut album in 1989 was No More Mr. Night Sky, which they had recorded on Wild Pitch Records, then moved over to Chrysalis and EMI Records for their second studio album to release Step in the Arena. And this is an interesting prospect that we have here, not just with the album, but with Gangstar, the group. And for those of you familiar with Gangstar's story, it uh, started as a partnership, well, Guru, being an MC from Boston, started the group with the name Gangstar, had a couple of group members, and then the group split up. He kept the name Gangstar and was introduced to DJ Premier, who was then known as Waxmaster C, by the head of Wild Pitch Records, and it really was a partnership that formed up to be one of the best duos in hip-hop groups of all time. It's weird, as time has gone on over their many different albums that they've had together and even the post posthumous work that has happened after gurus passed away that premiered through his beats and guru through his rhyming that an MC from Boston and a producer and DJ from Houston, Texas came to really define in the nineties. What a lot of people thought the underground hardcore New York hip hop scene sounded like <laughs> it just goes to show you that this hip hop thing can really transcend regional cultures it can really transcend global and cross-cultural boundaries and everything else this is the power what hip-hop has and really to me started a time period when gangstar really did their best work leading up to a climax as the decade ended which would be in my opinion their best work but they laid a very solid foundation they took a break you know there was time when you know they did their own thing premiere as he went on into the 90s, as we all know, became one of the most sought-after producers, and he collaborated with the laundry list of artists who are legendary artists who are considered to be the greatest in the game, and he did some of his best work by collaborating with some of the greatest in the game. I mean, I don't have to run down the list of you. If you know Primo, you know his work, you know what I'm talking about. And then the meanwhile, Guru, while definitely respected by those who are hip-hop heads in the game, by the historians, by the hardcore heads and fans, by those who have followed the culture for well over 20 to close to 30 years has gotten his respect from those folks who I sort of think when you go around social media and when you talk in certain circles of people of a certain age, they don't necessarily know, recognize, or even care about his greatness. And I think listening to this this past week, it only reminded me once again that a guy like him definitely needed his flowers. And I think he needed them a lot earlier than many of us were willing to give it to him instead of giving it to him at his grave. We should have been giving it to them while he was still here on earth. So starting on to step into the the arena to go a little bit into my background. Now I did not hear step into the arena until I would say about 1998. And when this album came out in 1991, I was only nine years old. As a matter of fact, it came out the day after my ninth birthday I was listening to hip hop, but I wasn't that far into hip hop that I was listening to Gangstar. So my first exposure to Gangstar was in 1994 with Hard to Earn. And afterwards, listening to some of the things that Guru did on his solo series and then definitely deep dug deep into their catalog 
after copying when I was in high school, Moment of Truth in 1998, I started to go back and listen to more albums. I went back and listened to No More Mr. Nice Guy. I listened to this album. I listened to Hard to Earn and Daily Operation, which came out in 1992. And I really gained an appreciation for Gangstar and their work. And I saw the proget- progression from 1989 all the way up to 1998, where to me, I felt like you had this apex where I felt they also got some of the commercial recognition, which they never really sought out to because at their core, Gangstar is a heart is a quote unquote hardcore and underground group, but they were starting to get recognition for their singles. They had some big singles on moment of truth and they had some other singles that came out. Dwick also mass appeal, but you know, they were at their core underground group. That's what guru and premier sent out to be. They really were in the sense of the word were underground Kings. Sort of like their counterparts from Houston, Texas, the real underground kings, Bun B and Pimp C. What I would say about stepping to the arena is this. Listening to and going back back in 98 when I was going to listen to the catalogs, I noticed that listening to No More Mr. Nice Guy. Now, No More Mr. Nice Guy is a solid album. It's a solid debut from two guys who were really started working together just a couple of years before they put out a debut album. It's a solid effort. But to me, what I think when listening to it, specifically within that year, when I was at least 16, 17, and now over the years listening to this album a few times, is that I noticed for me there's a significant, at least to me, step up from No More Mr. Nice Guy to step into the arena. And it's a welcome change. Um, a lot of us, we talk about when you go through that sophomore album, there's a couple of things you can go. And you either go what I like to call either the sophomore surge or you go through the sophomore slump. And so many rap albums and also artists who have had big debut albums and impressive debut albums sometimes go through that sophomore slump. And then when you had that sophomore slump, your career can go one of a couple of different ways. You can either rebound by the third one and have enough so that the label can want you to stick around to make a fourth album. Or at that point, you kind of trail off and then eventually you ended up in that back in that time, end up getting dropped. That was the reality of it. But this was not the case of what happened here with step into the arena. And the thing that I always kind of noticed about Gangstar and with particularly with Premier's production is that the sampling techniques that Primo has used, which everyone sort of knows and knows he's, uh, he's famous for what, you saw the things that Primo does when he takes from multiple different sources to sort of construct a song when he's using sampling. And he really takes almost every individual element that you can hear in a song if you sit and you listen to it and you put your headphones on and you put the volume on 10 or 11 or however high your volume goes and you pick up every single element. There's something that he pulls from either an individual record or a few different records to really construct a beat and put it together. Hence, those of you who have seen when the remaking of what he did to put together the New York State of Mind beat from Nas on Illmatic, it really will blow your mind away. You hear a lot of the same stuff here. And really, Premier started talking about, he did a interview with Hip Hop DX on the 20th anniversary, 10 years ago, actually, on Hip Hop DX about the, um, about Step in the Arena. And he started to talk a little bit about his production techniques and what it is that he was doing as far as doing the cutting and the scratching and also the sampling 
he said he, you know, he really started working with other producers and he worked and saw some of the things that Marley Marl was doing, particularly with how he was using samples. And he was using a lot of James Brown samples. Marley Marl was and what he was doing on stuff like Honey Drippers and uh, Impeach the President and songs that he knew when he was coming up. And he knew that he was using eventually, he said, like an S950 sampler. And then he wanted to get one of those. And he also worked with uh, Audio 2 and MC Light producer King of Chill. And they still work together to this day. So then he also, along with buy, buying that, he also bought an Elise's drum machine. And he said he got on the SP-1200, really started working with sampling for the first time. And it really came to a head as he was going into Step in the Arena. So we're going to now get into the album. And I'll give you my highlights. Now, just to sort of talk about in regards to what's happening here on Step in the Arena, there, let me tell you, when we talk about highlights, there's a lot of highlights on here. And I marked some songs down as I was listening to it again this week. And the ones that most people know, everybody knows the singles. By the way, the three the singles on here were the famous Just to Get a Rep, uh, Take a Rest, Love Sick, and then Step in the Arena, which is the title track. And then the fifth single was Who's Gonna Take the Weight. So there were a lot of singles on here that were released by Gangstar and by the label. There were a few uh, videos that were made, but going through this here, a lot of the deep cuts on here have some really great quality and going through when I was writing things down and I was like, okay, I thought I was done with my list as far as the extraordinary highlights. Then I was like, oh, you know what? I forgot something else. I'm going through listening to it again. <laughs> so that's really what you get. A lot of highlights on here. So my highlights in regards to step in the arena. Well, first the title track is the second track here on the album. Loved it. Loved Step in the Arena. And I like having the title track being right after the intro and right after the opening track of the album. Form of Intellect follows that one. The thing that I love about Who's Gonna Take the Weight is uh, the sampling on that, which was referenced on a later Gangstar track, as a matter of fact. For those of you who uh, listened uh, to Moment of Truth, the actual Moment of Truth song had a sample that was taken and used on this song heading into the song that followed Moment of Truth on Moment of Truth. <laughs> but uh, if I could sit and talk a little bit about one in particular song, which to me I think is one of the, the bright, bright spots on this album, and that's Check the Technique. <laughs> I mean, uh, Check the Technique is, wow. It's a ridiculously pro like produced track by Premier and well put together. And the different samples that he used on <laughs> the drums that he used on Check the Technique and then the samples that he used as well, the sound samples and Guru. I mean, you would think with a song like Check the Technique, you're going to expect, especially in that era, that an MC is going to get low, <laughs> as they say. And Guru got busy on there. He really did. But everything sort of came together. It were those samples, the drum samples, the bass lines, those other sound samples, you got Guru definitely spitting his, uh, you know, talking. And one of the great things what Guru does on tracks is that he can definitely brag with the best of them because he's very confident in his pen game. And that's one of the ones on there that I think he showcases his skills the most. Another one, which is another bright, bright spot as well, is Lovesick. And... Uh, this is a song, uh, you know, basically this is another one of those. Occasionally what you get on a Gangstar album is you'll get a love track. 
And this was uh, one of the couple of tracks dealing with the ladies on here. It was uh, it was Lovesick. And Lovesick actually came from a Delphonic sample. And you can hear that. Um, those of you who listen um, and have heard that Delphonic song before, the sample will be recognizable as soon as you hear it. But another great job of premiere producing. And another job, great job of Guru really sort of taking his talent beyond just the braggadocious MC who brags about his skills and his skills on the mic and everything else, but taking it to another element where you can see he takes the song in a different direction where he's talking to the the ladies and also talking to a female companion. You also see that, though, on a couple of albums where, you know, she knows what she wants or a moment of truth. You see uh, ex-girl to next girl on a later album. So he has a pattern of being able to do this. And he actually does this a couple of times on this album. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The next one, as far as one of my really bright spots on the album, just to get a rep, obviously, and that's the biggest song on this album. The one that everybody, when you talk about the number one hit from this album that everyone looks at, it's just is definitely is just to get a rep. And the messaging in that as well is just great because Guru talks about, you know, this is everything happened in regards to, you know, something about a robbery and also, uh, you know, what guys will do basically just for not necessarily the score that comes as a result of being able to commit this crime, but really because the reputation. And how many times have we seen things like this where so many bad things have gone down in the streets between guys as far as when it comes to their reputation? I mean, a lot of stuff happens, especially in neighborhoods and on the streets where your reputation and you wanted to salvage it also to big up your reputation will be enough for you to be able to make some choices that may lead to some adverse consequences. I mean, jail and other things aside, but retribution and also death is one of them as well. So a big song and really one of the standard tracks that when you talk about Gangstar, as a matter of fact, I even think when they put their full clip album out in 1999 or the decade of excellence for Gangstar, that the greatest hits that this definitely was on there to me, one of the big, big bright spots as well, other than also just to get a rep was the meaning of a name. 
And this was the closing track on the album. I love the beat because it's an up-tempo beat. It's one of the few up-tempo beats that you get. So you get a little bit of a different flow from Guru. But to me, I think on this actual song, I think Guru does some of his best rhyming. <laughs> and it's really, it's, um, it's a track that, when listening to it and considering the tempo of the song, it sort of catches you off beat because it's a lot faster tempo wise. And also with the groove is a lot faster than some of the other tracks that you get. And literally, and I think to me on the two verses that, that guru spits on there are some of the best verses that I've heard him spit on this album. They're standouts to me and the production brought premiere on this as well. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's something that even me being a hardcore primo fan, and listening to these, I notice there are certain hallmarks you put on a Primo track, which has many different forms. And he's done so many different tracks and has done them from everything from folks from New York to uh, to Philly artists to artists from Detroit, down south, and especially even artists like Devin the Dude. Never really had heard anything like that until I started listening to Step to the Arena. And then more recently, when I was listening to The Meaning of a Name, I, it really caught my ears because it was so much different. The groove was so much different. The sampling was a lot different that led to a different feel of the track and how it was approached to as regards to any other ones that appeared on the album. And you have like the slow tempo ones, like, you know, like precisely the right rhymes and beyond comprehension or slower tracks. That's where you see Primo with the, with the change up. This to me, I think was another change up as well was the meaning of a name that really kind of caught me because I thought it was a perfect way to end the album out on the meaning of a name. So those are my bright, bright spots. Some other ones that I also think are worthy of mention mention are take rest. And what do you want this time? <laughs> and what you want this time, I think to me is one of the more comical tracks on here because it's basically Guru talking to Premier about dealing with basically a bugaboo. <laughs> if those of you who listen to the Raw Sex podcast, it's also someone who's sort of almost a girl who's almost on the verge of being girl and or girls on the verge of being sort of stalkers or clingers. And he's trying to sort of get rid of them and things don't really kind of work out. He's telling Premier to tell him like, yo, tell her I'm busy, but I think she heard my voice. So it it's funny. <laughs> Again, on display here is Primo's production and also Guru's pen game, which is, <laughs> it's awesome. And, you know, listening to that premiere interview on Hip Hop DX that he did 10 years ago, he sort of talked about, and Guru's approach on writing the songs for this album is that, you know, he really came up with the concepts on his own. Premier sort of took, the production work, being on the boards, the scratching, the cutting, everything else. And literally what he would do was he would write, wouldn't be any titles to songs. What Guru would do is basically say, all right, this is, and he would put them on post-it notes and would pretty much, or put it on a piece of paper and tape it to the wall. And then based on that, Premiere would start creating tracks for him that matched whatever the title was or whatever the concept was. So sometimes he would write the title, but then also and what he would also do with Premiere was tell them, this is a song about a girl or what another song would be like, this is a song about getting robbed. He would take these concepts and would put them up on the wall and Primo would just start producing off of them. And then Guru would sit there and would write and he would find a way to be able to craft the track based on the beats that were being produced for that song. And it almost goes back to the whole time where you say, okay, it really sounds like when you hear Guru and Premiere on a track that the song, the beats are 
custom made. And it's almost like with the artist in mind, Primo knew what he had in Guru and Guru knew what he had in Premiere. They knew how to be able to work together. So sometimes he would get the titles, but sometimes it would just be a feeling as far as what this song is about. I don't have a title for it yet, but this is what I'm going to write this song about. And also in regards to producing, uh, Primo said that he took a different approach when it came to sonically what he wanted to do, how he wanted the album to sound. And he listened to a lot of contemporaries at that particular time. Like he said, when he listened to plug tuning, which was on De La Soul's three feet high and rising, he really was amazed by the sonic quality of things that were happening, like the echoes and things about the vocal structure and the way that they were rhyming, things were being different. And that's where premier said he started to really get into using jazz samples because at that time, nobody was really using and utilizing jazz samples heavily on tracks and he said that he wasn't doing it because he was uh, trying to rip anything off he said he was using jazz samples because nobody else was and he wasn't trying to create a new thing like this thing that everybody talks about like you know jazz hip-hop or jazz rap or anything else he just said he was staying ahead of the time staying ahead of the curve which is what he said his dad always told him to do is to make sure that you're ahead of the curve you be a leader and not be a follower now he wasn't the first person to sample a jazz record he definitely helped popularize it. And then look at what happens after this in 1991. Look at the things that happened in regards to the people that started sampling. You see, not only was this them sampling jazz records, Gangstar as a collective and some of their thing and some of their uh, later records that they would have later on. You also saw that guru during his solo series, the Jazzmatazz series, which he had, Really, really great success in regards to reaching out to a very niche audience, but then also really getting people to appreciate that work a little bit later on as Gangstar continued on to put out other records late in the 90s. And then as we reexamine that work after Guru's death, but then also to see what jazz hip hop became later that decade. Look at what Tribe Called Quest did with Low End Theory and, and Midnight Marauders. <laughs> look to see what groups like slum village and producers like jay-z jd did look to see what happened with pete rock and co smooth people like like diggable planets and also groups like the bush babies and you know the the roots <laughs> i mean for real this really did spawn like this subgenre of jazz hip-hop because nobody was really sampling jazz records at that time in mass and primo wanted to get into a thing which producers at that time were sampling. They were sampling rock records. They were sampling a lot of soul records and James Brown and, and soul music from the seventies or from the sixties, but nobody was really trying to take jazz records and do anything with them. And it's really almost amazing that nobody really thought about that in mass like DJ premier did until then, because to me, I almost think like the roots of jazz and the roots of hip hop almost married together because they come from the same schools of thought. The sampling, drums, horns, pianos, bass lines. I mean, God, Premier really put his foot in this production. And Guru really took the concept of this really to other heights, to the variety of topics that he speaks on, just sort of speaks to his pen game in regards to the different things. It wasn't just like bar, bar, bar you to death. Like, you know, I'm the best MC, the everything, which you heard a lot of in the late 80s. People wanted more substance in their rap. And I think they started getting in the late 80s and the early 90s, which is what Guru definitely strove to do as an MC. And again, listening to this with Guru style, you never really get anything as far as, you know, complex rhyme structure or anything else or, you know, 
You're not going to get a whole lot of that. What you're going to get is intricately written raps that are plain and made plain to listen to and understand. And sometimes simpler is better. And I think because of that, sometimes people won't give Guru his props because he doesn't, he's not like technically not a really a great rapper in the vein of like Rock or Nas or an Eminem or a Big Daddy Kane or, you know, someone or Cool G rap. But to me, I think the simplicity in his nature is really what makes Guru such a great MC because his pen game is definitely great, but he doesn't have to be technically proficient in order to be able to proclaim himself as an ill MC because you can understand it because you know everything what's going on in the rhyme that he's saying. And that's my take. So now we're going to get into notable quotables and my notable quotable comes from, if you were paying attention earlier, the meaning of the name and <laughs> it comes from Guru's first verse. The meaning of the name, Gangstar, well, I'll tell you, it means that I'll find any man that can excel to a greater type of thought brought by the things I've been taught in relation to the things that I rebel to, divine and combined with a sense of confidence, accomplishments, or gifts, are achieved of lots of gifts. But sloppiness, I can never tolerate. Not the Guru nor Premier, now you don't know long we've waited. While other groups have faded, just like the haircuts. We use sheer guts to open ear ducts of your brain to explode every vein. Because you sound plain, insane, and mundane, it's a shame. You've got no beats, so you get no seats. At this table, you ain't the stable with the mic cable. Can't enable jealous brothers. I knew some girls who were overzealous lovers. But back to the act of developing the gangstar track. It means that nothing can be whack. The music is picked right. The mic is gripped tight. The lyrics are kicked right to a beat like kryptonite. Power not withstand to the mortal or immortal to make you get on the floor till another dope jam with slam with precision. Bringing beams of light like the colors in a prism of reflections through a spectrum of all a lot of silly suckers. I'm a met them. In other words, destroy boys that claim my fame this is the meaning of a name. And... <laughs> It's just a lot of great, like a lot of great lines in here. You know, the fact that, you know, but back to the act of developing the gangstar track, it means that nothing can be whack. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely two verses power packed to some lines in here with Guru. Those are, that's my, I think, to my favorite, even listening to them. Most of the other lyrics that I've heard here, this I think kind of hit me the hardest, especially on the way out the door. They were closing out the album. So, Really, I mean, and if I haven't mentioned it before, there aren't any lowlights on here to me. I think this is a, it's a very, no filler. You're not really even going to get, like you have a couple of, of tracks on here that are like only like a minute and a minute and a half long. You know, one track in particular, you have Game Plan, which is just an instrumental. And then you also have uh, the Street Ministry, which is only a minute, 20, 21 seconds. And then Say Your Prayers, which is only a minute, a minute, 20 I mean, so you have a couple of, of tracks on here that are not really that long. So I sometimes would even prefer that instead of getting filler on a track. I really would. To talk about some of the reviews here, this album was very well reviewed, though commercially it wasn't that successful. I mean, we talked about Gangstar. They hadn't had a whole lot of commercial success, but they're always respected. In regards to like the source gave this only three and a half mics. They did include it, though, in their 10th year anniversary edition that this is one of the 100 best hip-hop albums. The album was also included in the book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. 
it's got his respect definitely on that level. I was a little bit miffed though of that three and a half mic rating, but you know, and back then the source was definitely uh, a credible publication. Um, maybe they were just sort of just basing it off of what was happening the year before, but nonetheless, um, definitely had his props from a lot of different people. If you talk to a lot of Gangstar fans, they'll give you this is one of their favorite ones, and we'll probably list it in the top half of their catalog in regards to albums that you know they love from Gangstar. But now we get to my rating and the verdict, the final test. We're going to switch things up a little bit in 2021. In addition to our normal ratings of certified borderline or just a classic in his time or not a classic at all, is that I'm going to give it a classic rating in regards to where I think that stands. Now, to me, obviously, I think this is a certified classic. On that scale of sort of 1 to 10 and sort of the classic rating, I could go 1 to 5, but, you know, the 5 rating thing has been played out from mics to stars to everything else to me i would give this a solid nine meaning that it's a um it's still a fresh sounding album there are elements to this that really still hold up to this day and um to me this is an album that you can continue to play on these anniversary dates that are coming up 35th 40th and when we as we get further and further away from this date and things are still going to sort of stand up Obviously, there's going to be some things that are going to sound a little dated in this. I mean, this is made in 1991, but I do think the replay replayability and the relevance of this is right up there. And I'd have to put it at a nine. So I say certified classic with a classic rating of a nine right near or close to a perfect rating of a 10. Now, I give it that because I try not to look at other releases in someone else's catalog to try to say whether I judge that one or not as far as whether it's a classic or not. But I do think that there are at least a couple of contenders that are better than this in their catalog, including Hard to Earn and including Moment of Truth. Just shows that the, just that the excellence that Gangstar did for well over a decade in regards to their music and what they brought to the culture of hip hop. So there we are. Gangstar Step in the Arena, their second album, released January 15th, 1991, 30 years ago today. So, guys, please make sure you go check this out on whatever streaming source of music, however you get your music. Go listen to it again. And for my hip-hop fans and my Gangstar fans, you're probably well familiar with this record. But for those of you who are maybe on the fringe that aren't as big hip-hop heads, but you're still kind of learning about Gangstar, go ahead and go take a listen to it and listen to the music. Listen to Guru's Pen Game. Listen to uh, the the elements that are being used there and just take time to be able to appreciate, especially some of the things of jazz hip hop that they helped to innovate and also to pioneer in the culture and also what their longstanding status in hip hop, both premiere and also late guru, what they mean to the game. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are checking us out on our new host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the link tree in any one of our bios of our social media channels, you can get to all of our streaming sources and also the rest of our social media pages. You can reach The Vault on Instagram on at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and on Facebook and YouTube, you can get to us by searching The Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page, 
check in with us, interact with us on social media. We love hearing from our followers and also interacting with them as they listen to our reviews. Of course, we do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And after we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at I-V-E-C-R-E-8. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.